Hello and welcome to Traders Corner. My name is Samay Zaki. I'm joined um, by Garth McKenzie, who is the founder and editor of um, Traders Corner. Garth, thank you so much for joining us once again. So we're starting off with a look at the, um, the S&P 500 and how it's been reversing um, of late. Yes, that's right, Samay. Hi. Uh, we've got a chart of the S&P 500 up on the screen at the moment. Uh, I've had a look at this over the last couple of weeks and I'm just refreshing it because it, it's important to note that this market has held its 200-day moving average support over the last few weeks. You can see that red line at the bottom end of of the chart is the 200-day moving average. And I've highlighted over the past two weeks that the fact that that level is held likely looks as if it's going to move higher. And I'd said all along there was a gap up here at 27.10, and that would be an initial target for the market to go to and probably fill that gap, and then we would see from there. Now, it has been up. It's filled that gap. Last week, it made a little bit of a reversal down off of this downward trend that you can see. That downtrend goes all the way back to January of this year before we saw the big crack in the market that happened into early February. So that downtrend joins all the high points since then. And it comes in at around about 27.20 thereabouts. So far, the market's turned down off of that resistance level. But we'll need to see now whether, you know, whether it manages to consolidate and find its feet and then ultimately push out above that resistance area or whether it's going back down towards the recent lows back below 2600. My sense is that at this stage it's difficult to say but I expect we'll see more consolidation in the near term and then perhaps an attempt to break out above that uh, downward trend and then potentially target the next gap in the chart which is a 2750 and beyond that then 2800 becomes the next round figure that the market would potentially target to the upside. Mm. Alright so that's the S&P 500 let's bring that um, back to the local front um, taking a look at the um, JSE top 40 how is that faring? Yeah, the top 40 also looks fairly similar in some respects to that S&P 500 chart that I've just shown you a moment ago. Again, we've got a downtrend resistance which joins all the high points since January of this year. You can see how the market peaked out at about 55,000 there in January. Then we had a, another peak in, uh, in mid-March. And over the last few days, the top 40 has rallied up and it's tested the underside of that resistance line, which comes in at approximately 51,500. It got there with precision and then turned down and reversed lower. Now, over the past couple of days, the market has been very, very lethargic. It just seems to be an incredibly quiet time of the year at the moment and locally we know with school holidays and um, and and lots of public holidays coming up this time of the year is rather dull and quiet a lot of people take a break but it's not just here funnily enough the US markets last yeah. night had their quietest session of the year for 2018 so it's not just us that's quiet it's actually it seems like globally things are a little bit dull at the moment so in terms of our top 40 index, as I said, it is rather lethargic, uh, but the key levels to watch from a, a resistance perspective that 51,500, as I mentioned, was the resistance that uh, held last week and the market turned down from that area. Then to the downside, we've got some support which comes in at 50,600 and below that there's quite a strong lateral area of support at 50,200. So for the moment, I think let's monitor the market, see how it behaves at those support levels in this current phase of consolidation that we find ourselves in. If it manages to hold, say, the 50,200 50, support and reverse up off there, then perhaps it has an attempt to break through that downtrend resistance. But at the moment, it's, it's a bit of a 50-50, I suppose. It yeah. could go either way from this point on. So you said, it, I mean, it's, it's been a, a bit of a dull and quiet um, 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 news cycle in the market, but what's been topical at the moment is the um, U.S. 10-year Treasury um, yeah. yield. That's right. The U.S. 10-year Treasury is something I've flagged a couple of times on the show this year, and I've said that it's something we're going to need to watch very, very closely because a lot hinges on U.S. yields. And uh, we've been in a bond 
bull market for 35 years, but it looks as if that is coming to an end, and we're now starting to see a situation where we may be at the early stages of a potential bond bear market uh, in the U.S. specifically. Now, this is a chart of the U.S. 10-year Treasury yield. Now, that, that's the yield or the coupon that you receive, or the, that you receive on a U.S. 10-year Treasury note, a bond, effectively. And you can see that the yield has been rising for the last, for as long as that chart is open, which is a year. But it's been rising for longer than that. And uh, when the bond yield rises, that implies that bond prices are falling. But it also talks to interest rates and it talks to the cost of money and what have you. So why it's significant is that we, we believe we're in an in a area of rising interest rates now, particularly for the U.S. That, in a sense, that becomes like a headwind for the market because your, your borrowing costs become more expensive. So there's a very, very close eye being watched on the U.S. 10-year Treasury yield this year. There was a huge level at 2.63% that was broken earlier in the year, and that was the main level that broke a 35-year downward trend in the, in the bond yield. And now it looks as if that trend has turned. So the fact that it's now consolidated over the last two or three months, as you can see in that what looks a bit like a bull flag type of pattern on this chart, uh, is that's a healthy consolidation. Now it's broken out to the upper end of that pattern. And the 10-year Treasury note is closing in on the 3% yield, which is a significant psychological level. It is also a big technical level, but it's particularly a psychological level. And uh, we watch this very, very closely because, as I say, rising bond yields in the U.S., ultimately, if they rise enough, they do become a headwind for equity markets. Yeah. But what's the impact been on the, on the currency markets? Well, so we'll look at the U.S. dollar index here first, and then we'll take that back to our local market where we look at the Rand dollar. But the U.S. dollar index is interesting. It's, it's had a strong move over the last couple of days. Now, this index is a, is a basket of currencies measured against the U.S. dollar, predominantly um, well, all, in fact, developed market currencies. So the euro-dollar pair is the most significant weighting in, in this, but then it's also made up of the dollar pound, uh, the, the Swiss franc, the Canadian dollar, the Swedish krona, and the, the, um, the yen is the other one that makes up this dollar index. And what you see over there is that this index has been tracking mostly sideways since January, really. Uh, but over the last few days, we've had this fairly swift move to the upside in the value of the US dollar index. And that implies dollar strengthening. And that also talks to the to the previous slide where we've seen the US 10-year Treasury yield rising. What it effectively means is that you, you can earn more on your, on your dollar if you're investing it in US Treasuries now based on the fact that the yield has moved higher. So that does tend to, to attract dollars into attract funds into the US bond market to some extent to, to chase that yield. But the other thing, and I think perhaps this is more of a, of a factor driving the dollar at the moment, is the fact that the, the US dollar short has been a very, very crowded trade for a number of months, where, the, broadly speaking, there's just a, a, a swathe of short positions in the US dollar, expecting it to continue weaker, as it has been for the last 18 months or so, the dollar's been trending weaker. And when you find that everybody's stacked on the same side of the boat like that, it does tend to often result in a, 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 a fairly aggressive move in the opposite direction. And I think what we're possibly seeing here is some short covering on US dollar positions as a result of that technical break that we saw in the US 10-year Treasury yield, and hence you're seeing a dollar move stronger. Now, if we convert that or uh, take that in the co uh, context of our, ma our market, our currency, uh, the Rand dollar, here you can see a fairly recent chart of the Rand dollar exchange rate, basically just for the year 2018 to date. 
And what's evident here is that it seems as if we do have a little bit of a saucer bottom pattern forming here for the time being. The, uh, the strength that we saw in the currency from November, December, and January uh, was following the election of, of Cyril Ramaphosa as the president of the ANC and then ultimately the president of the country mm -hmm. and all the optimism that has come on the back of that. Uh, I think that's largely been digested now and you see that the currency is not really strengthening anymore. It seems to have found a level where it's quite content to sit around. But interesting to note that over the last two days you've seen quite significant rand weakness coming into the into play here the currency was in a range between 11 rand 90 up to 12 rand 10 and you can see it tracking that range there for about two weeks and now all of a sudden we've seen a move out above 12 rand 10 that is a, a, a bullish move for the dollar or bearish move for the rand and the points to a target of 12 rand 50 from a technical perspective. We take this, what is, looks like a bit of a cup and handle type of pattern over there. You take the break out from that neckline at 12 rand 10, and you take the distance of the, uh, that uh, tallest part of the structure, and you project that upwards. And it gives you a measured target of approximately 12 rand 50. So based on this chart, I expect it's probably going towards that area towards 12.50 and if the rand does begin to strengthen back a little bit and consolidate I think the 12 rand 10 area is likely to be fairly strong support on this chart where it'll probably take some doing for the currency to break back below that level. Um, based on this I would almost think that a pullback to 12.10 gives you an opportunity to buy dollars if you're wanting to uh, invest offshore. Okay, uh, let's take a look at some of the, um, the recent trade. Um, in particular, we're looking at um, um, Sunlum, which hasn't worked out as well as you'd hoped. No, it hasn't. Unfortunately, it's been a very uh, slow mover, and I've decided this week to cut it. Last week on the show, I spoke about the potential of using a time stop loss to exit this trade and just walk away because it's taking too long for it to work out. I generally like trades that work out off the bat. Those are often the best trades, I find. We went into this one about three weeks ago, uh, for a couple of reasons. The main reason was that the stock or the company did a massive accelerated book build where they sold 5.7 billion rands worth of new shares into the market to, to uh, raise capital to fund the acquisition of the remaining part of a business called Saham, which is an African short-term insurance business. And you saw that share price coming under pressure. The new shares were placed at 87 rand. And typically, these things do provide an opportunity to buy into the oversold reaction. Um, the share then did pay a dividend of 2 rand 90, which is that second gap in the chart over there. But that's not an issue for us. We received that dividend through the CFD position that we're holding. So what it essentially means, means is that the, the dividend means we can adjust our entry price down, we can adjust our target and our stock loss and everything comes down by the 2 rand 90 dividend. Now what concerns me slightly is that the share price now appears as if it's broken out the lower end of a rising wedge pattern here and I suspect it's maybe going to go and have another visit at the 200 day moving average and you know, maybe at some stage after that it gets going but for the, for the moment it's frustrating. I'm sitting for, with, for, for three weeks with this trade and it's not working so I've decided to exit. Um, it's, I've exited higher than our stop loss level. Um, basically using a time stop loss here. I've sold out at 80 rand and 3 cents and that means that we've lost 2,278 rand here. So not the end of the world by any means but frustrating nevertheless yeah. but uh, you know sometimes you've just got to move on and mm -hmm. find something else to do. Well, let's take a very quick look at the local and um, offshore portfolios as they stand at the moment. Yeah, so our, off, uh, our local portfolio rather is 6.1% uh, to the good for the year to date. Uh, so 
it's looking okay. It's been better during the course of the year. We've had two losses in a row in the form of Sunlum now and previous to that ShopRite, but still up nevertheless 6.1% for the year to date. And then on our offshore portfolio, those are the trades that we've done for this year to date. We are still in a put options position on Tesla. Uh, I still think that stock has potentially uh, got downside to come. So we're still there. That portfolio is up 1.3% for the year to date, so certainly not shooting the lights out, uh, but we monitor that Tesla put options structure very carefully. Okay, and then um, just uh, in terms of subscription, where can um, viewers um, get more info on that? Yeah, if you go to traderscorner.co.za, you go to the middle of the page here, you can sign up for a free weekly email that we then send you every Tuesday detailing what will come up on the show for that week. So go there, enter your details, it'll take you a minute or two to uh, enter all of your details, sign up and it's pretty simple and then you'll hear from us every Tuesday at about lunchtime. Good place, Lee, thank you so much. And that's where we leave this week's episode of Traders Corner. Till next time, goodbye.